Hello lovelies, welcome to Lessons from the Universe with Jennifer Hall. In this podcast you will find that there is no topic off limits and that we talk about just about everything that might be on your mind when it comes to knowing yourself, growing yourself, and the entire process of spiritual awakening. You will hear lots of laughter and hopefully join in, and you will hear the occasional four-letter word. You will definitely hear some inspiration, and occasionally you might even get your ass kicked. Come hang out and see what it's all about. Let's do this. Hello, lovelies. Thank you for joining me again today. I was sitting here thinking about the did you knows, <laughs> right? Did you know? Did you remember? Did it sink in? Did you know that criticism is a gift of many forms? Sometimes it's the gift of recognizing what is not true about you. Sometimes it is the gift of holding a space in which you can see that the words and the opinion of another person have no value. I say all the time, why would you take criticism from someone you wouldn't go to seeking advice? Sometimes criticism gives you clarity. It gives you the ability to look within yourself and recognize there is something I can learn, some way I can change, a place for growth. Did you know that criticism is a gift? What if we had been taught that our entire lives? What if anytime someone gave us constructive criticism, we said, thank you, I'll think about it. And when we thought about it, we did something other than beat ourselves up. When we thought about it, we really appreciated the ability to grow and change and be better. Did you know? Did you know that conflict is a gift? Really? It can be very hard to see it that way, <laughs> okay? I get that. Conflict gives us the gift of clarity. Conflict allows us to solve a problem, to communicate, to make sure that we don't have to have this conflict this way ever again. Conflict is a blessing. It sets us free. It sets us free from that thing we've been holding in. The thing that can send it awry is when we wait too long to have the conflict, when we hold it in and we let it and everything else pile, pile, pile one on top of the other until we explode. What if we were taught that it is normal to let air out of the balloon, to keep our plates from being so overrun with little annoyances? that something turns into a great challenge that could have been something quite simpler. Did you know? Hmm. Did you know that anger is really just contempt? And what is contempt? Contempt is forgotten value. We can solve that problem. What is the value of this space, this day, the fact that your ears work, the fact that there is some magical connection between you and me over invisible wires and rays and <laughs> waves and technology? What if we remembered that there is value in constructive criticism, that there is value in conflict, that there is value in painful honesty? 
not the kind that is intentionally hurtful, but the kind that makes us aware of our failings, the, make, the, the kind that makes us aware of our lack of communication, or maybe it just makes us aware of who is or is not our people. There are gifts. Did you know <laughs> that rejection is a gift? Endings are a gift. They can hurt. But sometimes in that depth of emotion, we learn how strong we are. And what happens on the other side of that phase, of that process, is space. Space for new relationships with self, with spirit, with our loved ones, with our pets, with new people. We make room for something new when we accept rejection or when we set others free. Did you know that the revelation that someone is toxic in your world is a gift? Or maybe the, the realization that you are the toxic one is the gift. Sometimes we need to see how what we have said, what we have done was hurtful. Sometimes it's not even that, sometimes it's something else, right? I have a pattern in my life of assumed closeness, of feeling like I am closer to people than I am. Maybe that is because of my intuition. Maybe it's something else. The what it is doesn't matter, but what does matter is that I have in my life assumed closeness that was not there. Assumed that somebody was ready for my brand of honesty that they were not ready for. That I had a right to share my opinion or to speak openly when perhaps I should not have. Now, we can argue the should not have part, because if I should not have, then what really is happening there is I'm finding out who is not my people, and in finding out who is not my people, I find out who are my people, and these are the people I can be myself with. Have you ever had that feeling? Maybe not in the same way. Maybe you're quiet and introverted. Maybe you keep to yourself until you are ready not to. If someone can't respect that, if someone doesn't appreciate that about you, does it mean something's wrong with you? I don't think so. I don't think it means something's wrong with them either. It means they are not your people. And then again, rejection is a gift. There are times when we need quiet. There are times when we need to burst forth and be exuberant or share every detail. We need someone to listen. What happens when that someone that was listening didn't enjoy it? <laughs> what happens if it's not the day you want to share and they find that annoying? Well, maybe nothing. Maybe it's just we love each other, we accept each other. After all, love is acceptance. Or maybe, once again, you find out these are not your people. It's okay for someone to not be your people. 
even if that someone happens to be family. I've talked to you before, I believe, about the phrase, honor thy mother and father. I think this is important, but I also think it's misunderstood. A lot of people take it to mean that I should allow my mother and father to be exactly whoever they are, even if it is toxic and hurtful and painful. Now, that's true in a way, but honoring them does not mean that you have to be in their presence unless that is what's right for you, unless that feels good, unless it's where you want to be, unless you are able to choose them anyway, or maybe they are not any of those things. But if they are, sometimes we honor people by staying away from them. Sometimes we can honor them from a distance because from here we can remember the truth of their spirit, of their intention. But too close, we can't see that anymore. We can only see what we perceive as hurtful. Sometimes people can value. Some people do know <laughs> that constructive criticism is a gift. And you can say to them, when you talk to me that way, it makes me feel very small. It makes me feel ugly. It makes me feel un unrespected, not respected. Sometimes they can hear that and they can talk to us differently. And other times they will insist that they have a right to be that person. And then you have a right to decide that that person is not for you or vice versa. I, for example, insert me under bus, <laughs> is someone who I'm not going to fake pleasantries. I'm not going to pretend that something is okay with me. I'm not going to pretend that something is fun or attractive. That is not who I am. And if you need that from your friends, I will very unlikely be on your friends list. Doesn't mean that I don't love you. And presumably it can mean that you love me from a distance, <laughs> right? Honor thy mother and father. Honor your friends. Honor your family. Honor other human beings in the world by giving them the space they need to be who they are. Unless you are capable of each being who you are in the presence of the other then that's great. Then that's wonderful. Let's have it. Let's be it. But if you can't do that, if you cannot be unaffected by their lack of self-mastery or they cannot be unaffected by yours, then once again, rejection is a gift. Conflict, a gift. Criticism, a gift. If you feel defensive, though, You've heard me say this before. Defensiveness means there's some truth. Use that. The more you use it, the more it will lose its grip on you. Just like jealousy, right? The more that you transform your jealousy into praise for someone else or something else, eventually the jealousy will go away. You'll see that beautiful human, and instead of battling jealousy, all you will think is, oh, beautiful human. Or you'll see that person's success and instead of battling jealousy or more correctly, the sense of not being capable, 
you will actually genuinely see that success and be proud for them, be happy, remembering that it is not a reflection on you at all. Why have so many of us grown to look for the faults of others in order to feel better about ourselves? These things don't have to be in contradiction to each other. You've probably heard the thing before that people say, you know, that the, the sun is not jealous of the moon. They're both beautiful and different. The sunset is not jealous of the sunrise. They are both different and equally beautiful. How we define success one to another can be different and of equal value. Maybe not equal monetary value <laughs> per se, but value in life and work equal. And who's to say that the person who seems as if the outer world is not supporting them isn't more at peace, more in love with life than the person who seems to have everything or access to everything. There is this space within us that can know calm. There's this space within us that can value exactly what it is we have here in our lives. It is that contempt, contentment, right? Contentment, not contempt. It is the place where we recognize the value of all things and that we are the sum of the parts, not each of them by themselves. We are not just our bank accounts, not just our jobs, not just our families, not just our homes, not just our bodies, not just our... We're all these things. And when you put them together, contentment is much more achievable. There is value in all things, even the ones that seem wrong. What is the value in my assumed closeness? People who vibe with me know that they are loved, feel understood and embraced in a way that perhaps other people cannot for them. If I love someone and they love someone, I love who they love. This is a gift. Well, yes, sometimes it does get me in sticky situations. What is the value of any of the things that challenge us? Growth, clarity, and sometimes space. Space for something new. One of my regulars texted me last week that he was let go from his job and at first he was flooded with panic and then all of a sudden it was relief. He had been feeling like he should go searching for something new and he hadn't allowed himself to do it. And now this, the universe just shoved him. Go. Instead of focusing on the loss, he focused on the freedom to ferociously go seeking the next best thing for him. And for her, him personally, it is a shift in industries, a shift in almost everything towards something where he will be very passionate and very loved and lovable and, you know, happy side note, can take his dog to work with him every day. <laughs> 
Beloved, I'm not saying that we should have spiritual bypass. We shouldn't just take it apart, find what's good, and ignore the rest. We have to feel. We are feeling beings. It is part of why we came to the earth. So we must let that feeling pass through us and then let it keep going. Sometimes we grab onto it. We pull it back. We say, no, 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 no. I'm supposed to be sad. I'm supposed to be angry. I'm supposed to. No, you're not. You're supposed to live. You're supposed to thrive. You are supposed to find your vibe. Who vibes with you? People talk to me a lot about they feel like they don't have a a passion. They feel like they don't have a purpose, like a higher purpose or something. Listen. I get that there's a lot of people who want to do something that they deem gigantic. But beloved, we need people to run the world. We need janitors and congressmen and businessmen and, you know, dancers and pool cleaners and all the things. What? is a value there, is what keeps this sort of human world going, and also what kind of light and joy you can bring into the world today. It doesn't always have to be flowery and glowy and crazy. Sometimes it's just bringing peace in where there's chaos. Sometimes it's revealing a weakness to help someone else recognize that they are not the only one who feels that way. Sometimes it's witnessing the contagion that a smile can have. Sometimes it's grit, moving forward when it's hard, when you don't want to, when it's crazy, when it's ugly, when it's not fun, but getting to the other side and having success. Sometimes being the one that is an example of walking away from gossip or that whole misery loves company thing. People love to drag each other into their own fears. It sometimes can take a lot of confidence and effort to disengage or perhaps say, This conversation is pretty useless. Why don't we all talk about something else? Maybe I've told you before, my favorite subject changer, this is not going to be what you think it's going to be. My favorite subject changer is to say to someone, did you know you can freeze avocados? And then just to sit there and look at them till it sinks in. (laughs) Okay. Sometimes they burst out into laughter. Sometimes they start talking about other vegetables that you can freeze, but it busts it apart. What's your favorite subject changer? If you don't have one, think one up or literally just say, I have to pee. Like whatever you have to do, you can break it up. Did you know that there's value in ending a conversation? Did you know that there's value in being the one that's brave enough to be different, to speak up? Because you will not be alone. You will empower someone else to do the same. And on a side note, did you know (laughs) that you can buy me coffee? Did you know that? Someone shared something with me and I was able to sort of add it to my world that, well, what she said to me was, 
did you know that everybody who enjoys your podcast would take you out for a cup of coffee if they could? And she shared with me a app thing that you can use. It's called buymeacoffee.com. So buymeacoffee.com and mine is slash Jen Hall, two N's, buymeacoffee.com slash Jen Hall. If you're ever listening to me and thinking, I'd buy her a coffee, you can go there and you can, well, not literally buy me a coffee. It's like a metaphorical coffee. I mean, I might use it for coffee, but what I'm most likely to use it for is to help spread the word about this podcast and our spiritual community right here and on social media. And it is, of course, just a little pat on the back to remind me I'm doing a good job. We all need that sometimes, don't we? My love language does happen to be words of affirmation. So there's that. <laughs> What's yours? Did you know that understanding your love language can help you understand yourself, can help you communicate with other people, and can even help you identify your self-destructive behaviors? It's a lovely piece of information to have. Did you know that I'm sending you love and light? And I don't just say that. I know it's words that people say, but I think about you, each and every one of you, even though I don't know who you are or where you are per se, but I think about everyone who chooses to listen to my voice, everyone who has shared with me that my taking the time to do this has helped them and then perhaps all the people who have not been able to say it. And so I keep sitting in front of this microphone and sharing with you what's on my mind. Did you know that if I let myself, it could be pretty scary? Did you know that it's those of you who reach out that help take that scary away. And I am beyond grateful. I am sending you love, light, and all good things. Until next time, beloved. Namaste.